Contracts tossed and it's gone with the tide. Heads and execs say our hands are tied. We can't pump this dreck and treat you right. But what do you expect from the industry type who survived by the leeching of bodies and minds? Who original thoughts never seem to find, so they'll reboot ALF before your wages rise. But it gives cause to pause and reflect on the times that they're losing control of their fools and their minds. When obedient actors who grew their careers by averting their eyes are now holding the line. Along with the authors of countless scripts that'll strengthen the hand of the corporate grip, squeezing our throats till we take the pen and we accepting consent to the corporate drip. Till you're all up to date on your pharma du jour. You got a healthy support for the war on your lips. And you know that the advertisers need more than a rerun summer full of flashback clips. So enter the scans from the year before, all the days of de-aging and mapping the face and the hours of actors recording their voices are links in the chains that will bind them in place. And all of these shows are so easy to make, with a drone you control that needs no break, it can bend, it can break, and it's cheaply replaced. And if up-to-date films all in one take, and the studios bank on us doing our duty, unhinging our jaws and digesting the fakes, because they know that we'll love how synthetic it tastes. Watch as they edit your features without any trace. Not that there's anything you could do anyway. Watch as they show you a movie of you saying shit that you'd never say. And dystopia boldly accelerates. Maybe you're only a mold. Something to fill with a clone. Something that Elon would celebrate. Something they own. Something they program and code. Something that's woefully able to know it's examinate. Cause it doesn't feel touch over top of the laminate. You will not feel an emotion, but they will not scan and examine it. You and the other consumer contaminants fed on the federal diet of Kiev, Havana, and Tiananmen. I cannot be the only one weighing the pros of abandonment. <laughs> There's nowhere to lie I guess it's not who you know More it's what you can hide It's like we're chained to the floor And they're streaming us live We're all watching the war Counting backwards from five Counting backwards from five. 
from the upcoming album live from the black side It was a hell of a week. I needed to get back here to to some sanity and to this family that I was over. You know, I was able to connect through Twitter and thank goodness for Twitter and thank goodness, honestly, for Spotify and for being able to listen to and channel some rage through through your stuff uh, and listen through Bandcamp because um, I needed to spit fire at times this week and there was no one else to listen so i just went outside and would throw that on well, and put it on the headset you really, so. you really segued me really well um if you want to pop up the uh the spoken word piece i dropped in today into the sure folder. all right let me go uh, get the folder this is this is a short piece i wrote the day after uh better the censored you know um that was just kind of a continuation of that not even disbelief that just kind of disheartened feeling of watching everyone else perceiving events so differently and uh feeling so alone and thankfully i i know i'm not because i uh i now have such a, a massive network of people but it's luckily people who all understand that feeling because at the end of the day in work settings, home settings, wherever, uh, just in public, listening to the radio, watching TV. Once you know, it, it's such an alienating feeling um, because sometimes it feels like you're the only one who's seeing the same thing. Uh, yeah, this is called haunting. Somebody said democracy and all I heard were screams, echoes of civilians being wrenched out of their dreams to see their families torn apart, their lives so much debris, and no one seemed to hear the sound but me. Somebody said America, and I began to choke, so many words all bottlenecked at once within my throat, like everyone is lining up to go get out the vote, and I'm the only one who sees the smoke. Somebody shouted terrorists and cursed a foreign land, but all I saw were all the graves we made in foreign sand, like someone's pulling strings that tell us what for which we stand, and I'm the only one who sees their hands. Somebody mentioned freedom, but I wish they never spoke. I cannot break their spell no more than I can break my own. My curse to walk this sleeping world, its palaces of bones, and be the only one who sees the ghosts. They cannot see the rubble for the bodies trapped beneath. They cannot see this country for the veterans on its streets. They can't acknowledge genocide at home or in the East because it really doesn't phase them in the least. Some will say extremist when you advocate for peace. Some will call you fascist for condemning World War III. If democracy is dying, I for one say let it bleed. 
feels like none would see the body save from me. And that's haunting. I love the way that it sounds at the end. And that's haunting. <laughs> <laughs> see what I did there? I, I see what you did there. I see. Buying the theft locked and loaded. All right, let's do that. Land of the free, and you'll know us by the trail of death. It's just one more world war to complete the set. When you live by the pike, you die by the pith. You die wide-eyed, still pleading the fifth, or crying divine epithets in pathetic attempts at defense. All empathetic for those on your side of the fence. Well, I'll gladly put you and your legacy into an alternate tense of faltering senses and altered events. Like hunted and a hearse, it's a reaper stretch. Oh, how sweet, she said. Bunch of horns in the street like it's evil dead. Where the thin blue line meets razor's edge. Where the corporate ladder ascends to a steel-toed boot that awaits on the ledge. You'll be licking it fresh at your boss's request till it stops each finger and watches you fall to your death and drown in an ocean of death. Gone with the fodder who gathered to honor the patient left who purity tested themselves into sections step by step till the next election. It's just one them and the sound of their well-read theorized breath. Now that's harm reduction for the lowly cost of you holding your nose and just openly buying the theft. Maybe it's all in the flick of the pen. Maybe we're all one unmarked van from a trip to the pen. Being guarded by pigs who exist on a diet of dying breaths of much worthier men. Honey, heaven's expecting you. Just don't get too hung up on who they let in. Just look up at the shine on the pearly gates. You don't need to worry if there's lead in the paint. You don't need to worry if there's lead in the water, lead in the milk, lead in the honey, lead in the caustic embrace of the heavenly father. Lead is the flavor of passive perpetual slaughter. Lead is the taste of us led to the ledge by the lure of the legend of expert consensus. And then beckon to stretch it just one step farther. And now I hope all the folks who were boastfully gloating and toasting themselves as the heroes of COVID, boosting their boosters and doing their part, are now equally thrilled to be starstruck martyrs. All laid in a government grave with anonymous markers, like you're back from the carvers and off to the splicers. You're the very first wave to be slain in the war against Pfizer. In the hundred years war against Pfizer. See, they're thinning the crowd that is striking right now to bleed adequate pay from those inhuman misers. Who all sit in their office and designate coffins to people regarded as nothing but profit for Kaiser. So the Dems want you nicer. The 
Dems want you softer, Dems want you kinder. Yeah, they all want you graciously starving in silence. You will speak when you're spoken to. Rest of the time, you and all of us peasants are merely depressing statistics neglected in Congress's binder. All blood bone dry, then fed to the grinder. At our headstones line, each step is reminders. It's a lesson in object permanence learned in the furnace by workers consigned to the fire. Workers bled bone dry, then fed by the fed to the grinder. Fed by the fed to the grinder. See, the fed went straight to your head. They mind what you hide and your signs unsaid. Your eyes turn blind to the signs unread. Flag bright red, so you let it in bed. You'll let it inside. You'll see that it's fed. Never you mind that it grinds your wealth into bread for itself. Then it bleeds you dry, then it dines on the dead. See the fed went straight to your head. Mind what you hide and your size unsaid. And your eyes turn blind to the signs unread. Flag by red, so you let it in bed. You let it inside. You'll see that it's fed. Never you mind that it grinds your wealth into bread for itself. Then it bleeds you dry, then it dines on the dead. Now the fed went straight to your head. Mind what you hide and your size unsaid. And your eyes turn blind to the signs unread. Flag by red, so you let it in bed. You let it inside. See that it's fed. Never you mind that it grinds your wealth in the bread for itself. Bleed to drive and it dies on the dead. Never fed went straight to your head. Mind what you hide and your size unsaid. Your eyes turn blind to the signs unread. Flag bright red, so you let it in bed. You'll see that it's blind. You'll see that it's fed. Never you mind that it grinds your wealth into bread for itself. Then it bleeds you dry. Then it dies on the dead. Now here's where our leaders would see us all end. Here's where our leaders would see us all end. Oh, here's where our leaders would see us all end. Here's where our leaders would see us all end. And that's buying the theft. Who are these people? This is Sunday morning 40. Sunday mornings out from normal and the world is not the same You said you waited for a warning but the warning never came Don't shine a light in my face
see nits when it comes to check too late. Two years after your funeral's paid. Two years after the grave. She'll be a little stronger for all of those dollars she saved. Watching you wake. Watching you cling to your family slipping away. Watch her do nothing but pray. Watch her condemn the Republicans. Take them to brunch and then shrug it away. Now watch us be outraged half of a day. And pick a new hero to face our leaders and think they could beat them. Playing the game they played since Pelosi had real human blood in her veins. They're all one and the same. Sold off stocks and they all maintain that the risk was benign and the virus was tame. Flash forward in 40 Sunday mornings, fade a quarter million people in its wake and a cruise ship sailed today. So motherfucker don't shine a light in my face. No. We're 40 Sunday mornings out from normal and the world is not the same. You waited for warning, but the warning never came. Do you shine a light in my face? You said you waited for warning, but the warning never. To check out independentleft.news. The Indie News Network. Indie Left News. Oh, hey, Indie Left. Independentleft.news. Great work. Indie Left News. The Independent Left dot news. Independent Left News. Shout out to Independent Left News. Shout out. Oh, what's up, Independent Left? Indie Friends left. show. Thank you, Independent Left News. The INN. Indie. You're wonderful. I think I think Indie was onto something. Independent News Network. Indie News. Yeah. What's up, Indy over on Rockfin? Independent News Network, also known as INN. Indy Left News. I don't know if I would have made it through that three weeks without Indy, honestly. <laughs> no, I was just going to ask Indy. A huge thank you and shout out to Indy Left. It's no, a, you know what we're doing? We're world building, Indy. Uh, Indy. Indy Left News. You were doing uh, the INN recruiting. Indy News. Independent Left News. Shout out to Independent Left News. Check out Independent Left News. Academy News. I see Indy's in the chat. Hi, Indy! Okay, great. Bye. Okay, no, 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 bye. Hi, everybody. What's up? Hi. Oh, my. Wait. Okay, hi, everybody. Oh, okay, now we should be good. Everybody should hear everything. Everybody should see everything. Why is Reef cut off on that side? Hi, everyone. Wow, we got a bunch of people here. This is awesome. It's Sunday night. It's. How do we miss that? Yes. Hey, how about that up there? I can't believe we made it to 100 episodes. Where is Reef's light? Yeah, Reef, you're awfully dark, my man. You're purpley dark. <laughs> um, all right, that's that's Care Bear. Care Bear in chat. Hi, Care Bear. Reef, where is your light? Hey, there's Reef. So, hi, everybody. This is Indy and Reef over here. This is How Do We Miss That, episode 100, and you'd have thought that we would be a little smoother than that so far, but fix that. No, nah, people don't come here for the smoothness. Oh, seriously, man. It's it's just, what are we doing at this point? What are we even doing? <laughs> uh, okay, that just screwed you up completely even worse, so that's good. Uh, whatever I just did, that was good. Um, I cut you off on both sides. <laughs> okay. So now you're not just cut off on one on side. both sides? You're cut off on both sides. Yeah, oh, I cool. think you've always had that kind of messed up a little. Well, now now you're just evenly messed up. So we're good there. <laughs> okay. We'll fix it one of these one of these one of days. these one of these days we'll start doing some new stuff and that's what we plan on. We've been off for a little bit and 
God, I was hoping that I would do some more stuff, but that just hasn't really happened. Life and other shows and other things have kind of gotten in the way, and I'm back, and we're and back. He wanted and, to not do this one, and I was like, nope, you got, you got, it, you got, nope. Yeah, got he's he's dragging me, kicking, screaming, and otherwise, yeah. So we're here, and uh, it's Thanksgiving weekend, and so we made we made it to a hundred, and um. Yep, this is How Do We Miss That Once More, and we're on INN, so follow INN, IndieNews.network. I want to put up first the follow and the support buttons so everyone can see that right away, right off the start. Boom. Please support INN, support independent media. We got a Patreon, we got a Substack. We're live over on Rockfin, we're live over on Rumble right now, so you can see us over there. We're live on a different Rockfin channel, on my Rockfin channel, actually. And then we've got Cash App, which is the easiest way to quickly get us some some cash. I know you got Giving Tuesday. We're not a charity, but certainly you can give and support your favorite network. Um, yeah, we got some stories. First thing was I wrote a couple things, and so I wanted to go through those. That was pretty much what we're going to do with our stories. And then we are going to go through um, the stories that inspired those stories, and then we're going to do some shout-outs and gratitude stuff and then we're going to we're going to do boats. So tonight's going to be different because tonight we're going to do boats. We're going to take a little break after we're done with the the main show and we're going to come back and do boats as its own uh, live stream and its own show which will then be taken down as soon as we're done. So we're going to do the show. We'll yeah. still have how do we miss that up and I think that that's better because we've been getting hit with content stuff and it's hurting the the news content for Boats, but boats will just be its own show live. And you saw that there'll be a there's a twelve o'clock stream. And if we run a little long, we run a little long, and we'll start boats late. So it'll it'll flow into the other after a couple of minute break for us to to freshen up or whatever you want to call it. So reef over here. Generation. How you been doing? How you been doing, dude? Been doing all right. Been doing shows. People been watching. Been nice. You've been leaving comments. So everyone's been eating too much food, you know. It's been a good week. It has. So, so for some of us, you know. Well, well. In we're, spite we're of all get the to why others might not. <laughs> right, right. In spite of all the crap that's like, been going on, and that's that's really you know yeah. what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, let's get to it. So here we go. Are you going to start with some self-loathing? Self-hating? Well, I, I I have been called <laughs> self-hating, but I haven't had the honor of being called self-hating by John Lovitz yet, I guess. So, so I got that going for me. But I'm not, I, I, am, I am alone in that. So this is an Indie Media Today exclusive, one that I published on Friday. It's oh, at the Indie Media, got, not Indie Media Awards. Um, and by the way, I didn't hear that, whatever that was, with your thing, yeah. it did not go. But no, this is Indie Media Today. This I is this is my Substack. No, you did not mess up here. Um, so I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, that's the ticket. Exactly. There's admission tickets. So Indie Media Today Substack. I wrote something the other day. 
I've been itching and I got a bug, itching to get some stuff out. And I got inspired. You know, Caitlin Johnstone writes these notes from the na- edge of the net, the narrative matrix. And I love the way that she kind of throw, throws these random thoughts. Some are tweets, some are lists. So, I mean, it can be anything in there. So that's kind of what I did here in Thanksgiving weekend thoughts. And just to give some topics of what this is going to be about so you get an idea. I think you guys already have an idea. But it's going to be about Gaza, family, independent media, Matt Taibbi, Media Matters, Black Friday, among others. So we've got our thumbnail where we're talking about, of course, Israel-Palestine, which is part of the whole thing that's happening here. But it's become increasingly difficult. Do you know that guy on the right? No, I pulled him. He's That's just some know. random stock thing. <laughs> and I didn't, you know what? I tried doing a mid journey. I tried doing an AI thumbnail thing and it just, it didn't track. And I couldn't get anything that looked anywhere close. The fingers are all messed up. And I saw something about like, like <laughs> yeah, fingers thieves, are always fucked. Thieves are actually starting to get put like fake prosthetic extra fingers on so that they can get away and say that the photo was actually AI and not them from the video. AI. Fucking great. That's really smart. funny. Very smart. So um, I said it's been co- it's become increasingly difficult the past six weeks to find articles and important stories not related to Gaza that feel important enough to include. And how do we miss that? It has me wondering what the powerful are doing while the while most of the media's attention is occupied on either reporting the atrocities or somehow trying to justify genocide and ignore the atrocities or still to, you know, slant it towards. How, how we should all feel terrible for Israel, but never talk about what's happening to the Palestinian people. Regardless, there must be other, lots of other important issues that are not getting our full attention. And if you know something that we should be covering, but nobody's talking about, please reach out or comment below. And I know um, Al Gore Rhythm, our friend over on on um, Twitter, mentioned something about what's happening in the, in the, the Congo or the Democratic Republic of the Congo and it's and it's real bad. It's and something in the Sudan. Somebody said something about as well. So keep our eyes out for that. Uh, I did make a plea here to support independent media, and I said, you know, we need corporate me- independent media is more important than ever. Corporate media has been trying to bury, minimize, or deflect from the devastation that Israel is inflicting in Gaza and the West Bank. Independent media is holding their stenography mm-hmm. and spin accountable the facts and evidence in real time. If you are able to support, great. I really appreciate it. I put a ton of time into curating, editing, amplifying independent content, making shows, graphics, podcasts, both for INN and for other people and other channels. And it would be a dream if I were able to generate the amount of income that would allow me to do this full time. And it, I would certainly be able to even do more. Um, but first thought was that journalists are under attack. And I don't think this is a surprise to anyone, all right, that in a way that I've never seen in my lifetime, and it's infuriating, it's also frightening. Yep. It's mostly happening in the Middle East, not just in Israel, Palestine, but also Lebanon and Syria. My heart is heavy knowing that Israel is targeting journalists and their families and killing them all. I mean, it's if anyone were doing it, yes, but especially... A country that we've the the only democracy in the Middle East, and you know, 
where we <laughs> right where we give where we give three billion dollars a year. So this is an Instagram video from from Al Jazeera Plus. Can't even, okay, can't even say that with a straight face, can you? Can't no. even say it with a straight. No, face. I can't. And and we're gonna refresh this right now. Hold on, let me refresh, and I owe her this. Oh, I think this is just music. She's saying this could possibly be her last video. Situation is extremely frightening and the whole thing terrifying and happening is completely difficult. May our Lord have mercy on us. And then she was killed. Very terrifying. At least 53 journalists were killed between October 7th and November 22nd. The period has been the yep. deadliest six weeks for journalists. And not enough people are saying this. Not enough people are talking about the fact that this has been such a deadly period and that they are murdering all of these journalists, anybody who is trying to get the story out, right? More journalists have been killed since October 7th than any other period since CPJ began collecting data in 1992. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> ولمنعهم من نقل حقيقة ما تقوم به من جرائم ومن تدمير ممنهج ومن قتل ومن تدمير للمنازل العزلاء وللبنى التحتية. Is also making it harder for the rest of the world to hear what is happening. Yep. On October 27th, the Israeli military told news outlets that it cannot guarantee journalists' safety. No, of that's, course. That's insane, right there. All right, that right, right there is in violation mm -hmm. of <laughs> Geneva Convention, yeah, international so law. Stop! You violated the law. Like wow. Um, so so that had me. That's had me shook. Uh, it's scary and sadly not too far-fetched to dismiss that it could easily happen here, and it kind of already has. I mean, look, look at what yeah. look look at what what's what they're doing to Julian Assange. But that's not. I'm just talking about mm -hmm. to a journalist here where they they start going after journalists and their families and starting to try to ruin their lives. Ten more years, Julian. Right. So then. I said Israel has no qualms about murdering the journalists. The only time anyone does that, by the way, is when they don't want the truth reported and want to control the narrative. And here you've got Fiorella, our friend of the show, friend of INN. Fee. Yeah, thank you, Fee. Come on, Fee. Fee. Uh, yeah. Breaking Please, hours. Fee. Come on. Yeah. Breaking hours before the ceasefire begins, Israel forces kill journalist Amal Zod. Along with her entire family, Gaza, because of course they did. Mm -hmm. And that link, of course, is in the to the tweet is is in there. Um, so I also wanted to shout out the anti-Zionist Jewish reporters, analysts, and commentators who have been outspoken, independent, and they are who are also anti-Zionist Jews in the U.S., like I am, but even more so than me, and public and in their own name. And there are not enough of us, but you should definitely be following on all of these things like Norman Finkelstein, Max Blumenthal, 
from the gray zone and Dan Cohen, who's just getting started with uncaptured news. Also Indie media award honoree, by the way, that guy, Aaron Mate gray zone Indie media award. we got a lot of those. Benjamin Rubenstein has been outspoken from, from Panama and looking to just get started doing some stuff. I've been talking to him, Lee camp, Katie Halper, Eleanor Goldfield, and then you've got the guys from Do Dissidents who I think might still be live right now where they're just wrapping up. Shout out to them. They hit 20,000 subs on on um, YouTube, and they hit a couple of big milestones for them and hitting on Jimmy Dore and everything. Good for them. Happy for those guys. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, but it takes special Put courage. for us, boys. Well, it takes special courage to stand up to your community and family. And while they're adamantly claiming that they're the morally, but especially while our family is claiming that they're the morally just, despite excusing ethnic cleansing in Gaza and the West Bank. I mean, it's crazy. Even anti-Zionist Jews have been attacked in Israel. Arrested for challenging Uh the narrative. And here is a story from Democracy Now! Right? So Democracy Now! published a story and they, they interviewed this guy who literally was arrested after after he posted on Facebook about his opposition to the killing of innocent Palestinian civilians. He's I mean, been released. You, I mean, look at that face. How could you arrest that guy? Well, you know? Held in solitary. <laughs> but there's a lot more than anti-imperialist mm. Jews that have been standing up and, and speaking out. And, of course, they are the ones that are pro-Palestine. A lot of them are are based in or have been to and been very supportive of Palestine for a long time. And again, lots of indie media award honorees here too. All right. Um, so we've got Mondo Weiss and Mint Press and Middle East Eye, and you've got a huge list of people, including Vanessa Bailey and my goodness. Amirin, Al Jazeera, Vanessa, Richard, Sami the Empire Five. Abby Martin, Ronnie Collins, Breakthrough, Electronic Intifada, Ali Umbinima. Abu, yeah, Ali Abunima, um, who runs the Electronic Intifada, and Asa Winstanley. Yep. Right? You got Jonathan yep, Cook. Jonathan K. Cook, Alan McLeod. Caitlin, who we're about know, to Caitlin. read a story of hers, all right, about this. And she's Eva. been. Eva Bartlett has been awesome. Nico. Nico with Hotspot. Nuno, and, we've covered a lot recently. Right. Nuno, new new friend yep. of the network, friend of the show. Misty, of course, has been, I think every day she tweets, Killing fuck it. Israel, like every day. Yeah. Um, because she sees... She's, Empathic Times. And then, of course, Amira, who actually is Palestinian. So, and she's got family mm. over there, and we've been worried every day. And, you know, staying in contact and... You know, solidarity, of course, with her and her family. But, you know, I, I am I am haunted by this article that Caitlin wrote. Um, and I don't know why the, the note that I had disappeared. But you talked about narrative control. And there was one specific comment in here that this one, I, I couldn't believe that this whole thing happened. I mean, I'm I'm running out of words because I'm just speechless that this thing even happened. And we're going to cover an article that has this title, but um, this was a Substack note that I quote tweeted her basically and added my own thoughts, which was that this is devastatingly true. That most everyone hasn't quite figured out that the people controlling what people think about what happens 
don't have the best interest of the masses first. They think that that like the net, corporate networks are are out for their best interest and looking out for them. Too many people still do. This is why many in my yeah. life call me extreme <clears throat> because I see this narrative clearly. Extreme, and, right? I'm I'm extreme. I'm like right, and I like she's a fucking X Games athlete, right? But, <laughs> but I do all I can to warn others not to play into this. But news sells well when there's a conflict, and the profit motive will lead to some in media to prey upon the fear and anger emotions of their audience, manufacturing it where it doesn't exist in the name of profit. So what what, what we're talking about here is Caitlin's thing. And again, I am I can't stop thinking about this article. I posted that three days ago, and I still can't mm-hmm. stop thinking about this article. All right. And the article is that the White House fears that a pause in fighting will let journalists see what's been happening in Gaza. <sighs> yeah. Yep. So <laughs> she says, you know, she's talking about how Israel and Hamas agreed to that four day ceasefire, which will entail the release of 50 hostages held by Hamas in exchange for 150 held by Israeli forces. And it hasn't been like a perfect ceasefire either it's not been, even close israel's kind of messed with that a few times so right yeah so in an and article tear gas journalist during the ceasefire let alone murdered like, one just before it started with their whole family right um yeah allegedly in an article allegedly titled, in an article in a, in an article titled Biden Admin. This is amazing. It's in Politico. Yeah, not sometimes. But Politico, which was doing this, writing this article to belate and to prop up and to brag about Biden admin officials see proof that their strategy is working in the hostage deal. All right. They describe entirely inappropriate level of verbal fellatio. Or an achievement as minimal as not murdering children. It's so good, right? But Caitlin but, on it. But they describe the deal as the administration's biggest diplomatic victory of the conflict, and reports that they're that they're calling it a vindication of his decision making. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, they're saying like what? The, the, literally, wasn't he the one who said that like the reason why Hamas attacked was because like. They thought they knew that Biden was going to bring peace to the region. Yeah, okay, there, fucking guy. Mm-hmm. Go fucking sip your tapioca. Like, yikes. Fuck you. All I can say is yikes there. But tucked away, yeah. many paragraphs into this report is a sentence which is getting a lot of attention on social media, saying that politi- that according to political sources, there's been some resistance to the pause and fighting within the administration due to fears that it will allow journalists in Gaza to report on the devastation Israel has inflicted upon the enclave. Quote, which is pretty much exactly that, that it would allow journalists broader access to Gaza and the opportunity to further illuminate the devastation there and turn public opinion on Israel. Hmm. This is Politico. This is is a Biden administration-friendly... Right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they're bragging about this, and still, they're having to let out, like, a little bit of truth, and they buried it in paragraph 50, basically, right? All the way at the bottom. Why they even said it at all, I don't know. But in other words, 
The White House is worried that a brief pause in the Israeli massacre of civilians in Gaza will allow journalists to report the truth about the Israeli massacre of civilians in Gaza because it will hurt the information interests of the U.S. and Israel. They're worried that the public will become aware of the facts and truth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. <clears throat> Needless to say, as she says here, if you're standing on the right side of history, you're not typically worried about journalists reporting true facts about current events and thereby damaging public support for your agendas. But yep. that, that's the side the U.S. and Israel have always stood on, which is why the U.S. empire well, is, currently, right is currently imprisoning Julian Assange for doing good journalism on U.S. war crimes and why Israel has a decades-long history of threatening and targeting journalists. And she's got links with receipts to back this up. Well, they, they definitely haven't been letting Hamas hostages like, talk at all. Caitlin's Caitlin's like, the on... best. <clears throat> See, but I'm I'm conflicted yeah. about that. Yes, I, I understand the need to let them speak. I also understand the need to mm -hmm. let them decompress and process what the fuck just happened to uh, them. No, I, yes, but you'd think like one or two would be able to manage. No, what they've basically know? done is told them all to stop. Like, you know, and if you do, we're not gonna protect right. you and we're gonna denounce and we're gonna you know, smear. And Meanwhile, all the other videos I've seen has been like they're waving goodbyes, giving hugs, accepting gifts, and now like, they're gonna pen. They're gonna punish them for exchanging stuff. Right, and now they're even gonna punish mm -hmm. them for celebrating. I saw that one the other day, earlier today. Like yep. literally punished for celebrating mm -hmm. for a hostage release during Israel's bombing campaign yep. in Gaza in 2021 which literally is what changed me about this entire issue. Not that I wasn't already there, but after seeing what I saw then, yeah. and I, I've said this repeatedly, that was that literally, you know, I could not see, I knew that the place that I was sold as a child and told existed either never did or certainly doesn't now and isn't what I want representing me or what I think anything having to do with me is, which sucks in a lot of ways. On top of the fact that you've got the whole historic settler colonialism, stealing somebody else's land and pushing them off of it and into a tiny little patch of land and then bombing them all yep. out of their houses and forcing them to the other part of the city country. And the area, and then bombing that out too, and having them run and scatter, and yeah, it's a lot of it's really fucked up, just so fucked up. <laughs> but getting back to this, during the bombing campaign in Gaza in 2021, the IDF reportedly targeted more than 20 Palestinian press institutions in the enclave, as well as the tower hosting the international outlets AP and Al Jazeera. Yeah, and that's that's the moment that really it. It changed me. During the, the current yeah, onslaught... But there was, bro, you don't understand. There was Hamas journalists there. Mm -hmm. You know? During this current onslaught, so, Israel's been killing dozens of Palestinian journalists, sometimes by actively bombing their homes, where they live, with their families. And people say, they know where everybody is and where they live. So there's no way they can't be targeting them. Especially when they're dropping a yeah, bomb like on the 
it's also like throw a rock. There's like you have them in a barrel. You're gonna hit a thousand of them by like you know. Like yeah, they know where they live, but like they also don't need to know where they live. They're doing just fine not doing that either. Right. But like So the IDS campaign to wipe funny. out inconvenient news reporters has resulted in the CPJ calling this, as we said, the deadliest conflict on record for journalists anywhere, ever. And not enough people are saying yep. that. Not enough people are saying how they're killing all these journalists. There, there was up to yep. 42, and that was November 21st, and now it's November 26th, and I've seen over 50, 53 or 54 now. All right, 42 journalists in all of 2022, including 15 who died covering Russia and Ukraine. And already 53 members now of the press have been killed, causing a news blackout, which is what Israel also wanted. So Caitlin continues, both the U.S. and Israel have been attacking the press in this way because their governments understand that whoever controls the narrative controls the world. And this is where this, to me, is the everything. This is why I do what I do. This is why I can't stop doing what I'm doing right here. All right. Because they understand that while power, while power is controlling what happens, ultimate power is controlling what people think about what happens. Human consciousness is dominated by mental narratives. So if you control society's dominant narratives, you can control the humans. Humans. humans? So, except... Like I said, the powerful have no <laughs> interest in being benevolent about this. And we've seen what the World Economic Forum has in store for all of us with the Great Reset and Agenda 2030 and Event yeah. 201 and the Bilderberger and all these groups that meet in secret and silence and are looking to population potentially reduce and all of the other things that we hear that they're interesting in eating the eating Z bugs and 15 minute cities and vaccine vaccinate you every six months until you vaccines they're safe and effective every six months until you, 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 you die and, and, you know, your heart just explodes. It, it swells with pride at, at, at how wonderful the medication they're pumping into you is. So, great success. Yes. Both the U.S. and Israel, right. So they want to control the, the humans. So this is why the powerful have been allowed to remain in power in our civilization, because they understand this, while we, the public, generally do not. And it's why they bombard us with nonstop mass media propaganda. It's why they work to censor the internet. It's why, again, Julian Assange, language is in prison. Get him the hell out of there. Yeah. Read Julian Assange. Got to say that every week in our 100th episode. I think we've said that in every one of our 100 episodes. Free Julian Assange. Anna Ringwald, welcome. Anna Mayers, welcome. Thank you. Um, but, yeah. Support Caitlin. Support independent media. So we we did the Al Jazeera story. We did the Media Matters. We haven't done Media Matters yet, but well, I want to get to that. But like I said here from Caitlin, Israel and the USA desperately don't want journalists showing how awful the devastation in Gaza is. 
Now, they've displaced 1.7 million people to, checks notes, not eliminate around 20,000 Hamas fighters. Mm -hmm. That, to me, the math doesn't really add up. They say that there's 20,000, but they're going to displace 1.7 and eventually the full 2.3 million because of 20,000? Right. They, I was hearing someone say it the other day where it's like they're, they say they're in these tunnels. And so the solution to which has been fucking carte blanche carpet bombing the entire region expecting to get people that are in underground tunnels. Like, make it make sense when they're, when the, and somehow they're not, they're hitting zero of them. Yep. Like, well, and, and now they're like, well, we got to go do it to South Gaza. Like, well, not only that, but then they're, <laughs> then they're like, well, we got one. We, we killed 400 people in a refugee camp and we got one. Like, what? Mm -hmm. What? What? Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, the White House even said so, like I said, like we said in this article, just commenting on the statement, right? So, even publishing could be dangerous, and looking at our, our friend Julian Assange sitting in Belmarsh, how could it be more dangerous than that? But I personally have had close friends who see what's happening to journalists that challenge the U.S. war machine and those who scream about removing the corporate control of our government, what's happening to cop city reporters, and they've been afraid mm -hmm. for me, and they've been warning me that what I'm doing is and could be and is dangerous, and it's scary at times. People are I, losing their jobs. I mean, look at this. They're getting, yeah. Like, I mean, high-profile people. Yes. You know? And it's and it's scary, but I am again more determined than ever to push forward amplifying ampli amplifying anti-imperialist and anti-capitalist truth, which exposes corruption and worse in the name of Almighty Prophet. There are not enough of us, and one less fighter isn't going to help the situation. I'm not going anywhere. But and I appreciate their concern, yeah. and mm -hmm. I feel their concern, and uh, my answer would be to hold your government accountable and make sure that they are going to allow free speech and speech that challenges their power mm -hmm. and questions what they're doing and exposes their corruption and exposes their corporate links and ties and the motivations behind what they're doing. We're not going to stop doing that. Yeah, boy. So what is the truth? It's cutting through the nonsense. It's becoming virtually impossible to, the, to discern the truth from spin. Who are, if, if you aren't working either in independent media or you don't follow stories closely on a daily basis, like a lot of you people that are in our chat right now and hanging out and watching with us, because you're always there and you guys are on it. All right. It. Uh, most even the smartest people are getting fooled by one or more of the multiple simultaneous psyops being hurled at us through our phones, tablets, radios, TVs, and PCs constantly. Everything serves the corporate narrative in the name of profit, and all the profit is on the Israel side. Hmm, how about that? Tons of outlets, including the ones who are supposed to be deciphering what's real and what's fake, pushing half-truths, and show partial screenshots that fit a narrative, right? I'm not even going to get into the extensive list of debunked material put out by the IDF, proven to be false, but still parroted by corporate media. Something about 40, 40 babies somewhere in 
that there were 39 in an incubator that actually they did lose. But that's another story. Like Caitlin said above, that shapes what people think about what happened. That's what they do. That's what corporate media does. Um, yeah. Elon Musk and X are suing Media Matters for America for doing something just like I described above. They flooded you with a manufactured story that suits their narrative, never telling you that it was artificial. They created a story, a scenario where X had to show ads from major corporations next to the controversial posts that they wanted to show next to major corporations that were advertising, right? <clears throat> they weren't yeah. even necessarily shown to users. There's no count on exactly how many impressions those ads had next to controversial posts. And I'm putting that in quotes because I don't even know how controversial they even are. All right. But right. What, what they did and what Elon is accusing them of, because he's got the data to prove it. All right. And I, I'm going to, I'm not going to go. I have the article up. We can read through it. But um, yeah, we, we have time. We can look through that. But the gist of it is, is that Media Matters exclusively followed a small subset of users consisting entirely of accounts in one of two categories, those known to produce extreme fringe content and accounts owned by X's okay. big name advertisers. Right. The end result was a feed, right, was a feed precision designed by Media Matters for a single purpose, to produce side-by-side -side ad, ad and content placements that they could screenshot in an effort to alienate advertisers and then say, hey, Pepsi, your your ad is showing next to XYZ content creator that they claim to be an extreme right winger, whether that's Tucker Carlson or mm -hmm. Alex Jones or whoever mm -hmm. it is, you know, and then Media Matters therefore resorted to endlessly scrolling and refreshing its unrepresentative hand-selected feed until it finally received pages containing the result it wanted, which was that controversial content next to X's largest advertisers paid posts. And they then went to those advertisers and said, hey, baked your, your ad is showing next to a baked Alaska post that's calling for XYZ. Why? Because they curated a feed to have right. that exactly be that way. All right. That is insidious. That is fucked up. And that is what they've been trying yep. to do to plant stories and to shift narratives and to cause people to. Why do people think that Matt Taibbi is a quote unquote right winger? It's because of shit like this. Why is Elon Musk a right winger? Because these guys curated a news feed in order to make it seem like Twitter has extreme right-wing content more than any other platform and that they're doing less policing X, Y, like, again, insidious garbage mm -hmm. nonsense. This is a paid... Inconceivable! Right. That's why I didn't... I wasn't going to cover this. This is a paid post, but he's talking about how media matters in the fake news era go to court, and that he's not a fan of Elon, of course, and that I can't indulge in homilies to Elon Musk's ex as a haven for free speech while he also continues to suppress disfavored accounts, by the way, including all Substack contributors, like this article right here. But the X lawsuit at least has a chance of becoming a referendum on serious forms of media manipulation. Now, they're trying to dismiss it and act like, like it doesn't exist and that it's not a big deal, and they claim that they're confident they're going to win and they're going to beat this in court. Maybe. 
the X allegations, like, like we said, which obviously need proving out, detail in microcosm a phenomenon that's been unpleasantly familiar to Americans since about 2016. We've, been, we've even grown used to a Twilight Zone existence in which nearly every news story of consequence, from Nord Stream to Bounty Gate to Sonic Weapons in Cuba, the dancing syringe panic uh -huh. to the Russia trying to help <laughs> Bernie Sanders to the P-tape, all have the feel of invented stories. And I believe there's one guy that I can name that has been called every single one of those things the bullshit for what it was. And that man is Jimmy Dore. And he's not the only one, not even close. Yep. But credit to Jimmy Dore yep. for Russian getting... scum! Yes. For getting every single one of those things right. <laughs> yep. Right. Later, they're often um, proved to be, and worse... They're often proved to be invented, and worse, they've we've been conditioned to forgive the institutions caught routing such fakes our way and salute the next narratives that sent up the flagpole. Why? Because it serves whatever, you know, then it goes against the people they don't like, like if it's Trump or whatever. In this case, it might be. Oh, that method is never put on trial, but in this case, it might be put on trial. Because Media Matters is accused of creating that news story, reporting on it, and then propagandizing it to willing partners in the mainstream press. Again, the ex-allegations need to hold up in, in an adversarial process, but the company claims to have fully captured a dollhouse version of a generation's larger media frauds, making this a fascinating case to watch. Right? So here are some examples of what they're talking about. So this guy, this is sadly true, something that most will never be able to see. Real talk, okay, with, with Hitler and Nazis and their, oh, Apple, look, there's your, your thing underneath the nationalist, right? And here's another one, Carl mm -hmm. Rattle, right? And there's a bunch, the Weimar Republic, and here's more stuff, ignored facts. This is more apologia for Nazism. Right. With an Xfinity thing. Yeah. And what they do is they go to the advertisers and say, hey, do you want your ad shown next to this? Except that yeah. they followed a feed where only these people were going to show that put these kind of content and they're going to show next to that ad. So how many times that was shown with that ad next to it? Nobody knows. The price is wrong, bitch. Mm hmm. Whole thing would be a merely pet would be would merely be a petty spat between political antagonists, except that Media Matters has been a major driver of this general type of story, in which it first an offense is invented, then made the focus of ginned up outrage, then massively propagandized via unscrupulous press partners. And the technique has been used to suppress interest in damaging revelations, but more often to destroy or defame political figures on the right, left, and in between. And he's talking about Trump, Corbyn, mm -hmm. even Bernie Sanders they use this against, and, and Tulsi Gabbard. Although Tulsi does plenty to screw herself over, I would say. Yeah, but all yes. these people do good on their own, yeah. Yes. So um, they're never going to call them out for substantive issues that they have, though. So right. He's but, not wrong there. But as Rackett's own ORF, and by the way, Matt and Rackett are both Indie Media Award honorees, as is Caitlin. Everybody is here. This is all we're covering tonight. It's 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 a hundredth yeah. episode. It's, Coming it's to a Substack. 
newsletter um, near you. Yeah. What? Wait till she opens her Substack newsletter. I'm going to laugh my balls <laughs> off because Katie Porter's open one now. Mm-hmm. You got Robert Wright that has one. It's just uh, a matter of time before Rachel Maddow uh, is going to have a sub, and you know they're going to celebrate it, and they're going to they're going to be so happy and just fall all over themselves. Oh my God, Rachel's on. Oh, oh, I'm I'm not I'm not. Me and Rich Slutsky are going to lose our minds, and we might act that. But, that might cause us to want to leave Substack. I, yeah, that's why locals <laughs> locals is looking awfully mighty fine. If they don't, if they don't, you know, if they can figure out a way to stop the bleed and stop the ten million a month bleed, I'd feel better. Yep. Yeah. But Media Matters also pushed info from the Steel reports. Right? They they pushed Hamilton sixty eight. Go ahead. Nine, right? The phony no, dashboard. Right, I got you. <laughs> right, the phony dashboard, which was purporting to track Russian bots created by the Alliance for Securing Democracy and New Knowledge. Garbage. We've done, we we, co- we covered extensively we covered what nonsense that shit has yeah. been. Right? right. They bashed figures who dared yeah. question the collusion narrative. They, yeah, they they said Michael Steele was in Prague. And never retracted that. Mm-hmm. They even went after reporter Jeff Gerth for, for writing a CJR opus. Well, no, right. Michael Cohen, right. A CJR opus about Russiagate yeah. reporting snafus via headlines highlighting how much Trump and the right wing or media amplify the questionable CJR story. Uh-huh. Again, and there's proof. still politicians that are like, foreign powers are trying to control our elections. Yeah, because we definitely don't do that at all. You know, get the fuck. Right? So um, Sites like Media Matters harp constantly on the devastating impact of fake news. Which stories? The ones constantly cited by sites like this is Stop the Steal, but the fake news panic started long before. You are fake news. Yeah. If you go back and look at fevered headlines on the topic in 2017 and 18, you'll find lots of hemming and hawing about ridiculous low-wattage internet tales ranging from the discontinuation of Reese's peanut butter cups to Ted Cruz's father being uh-huh. on the JFK assassination. I remember that. And at worst, and Trump that time he tweeted out some uh, some stepmom porn. Well, um, that was on his that was on his monitor behind him. I think right. <laughs> at worst, like he, he he fucking hit the share button on it or something. Mm-hmm. I think that was him. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, that was, but um, if you deduct the, you know, right, no. then then there's the Trump's claim that he won the popular vote. If you deduct the millions of people who voted illegally, All right? Read up academic papers like yeah. social media and fake news in the 2016 election, and you'll see hand wringing about things like a defunct WTOE5news.com report that the Pope endorsed Trump. Read a Guardian postmortem of how fake news helped Trump win a real election, right? And you'll see references mm-hmm. to the rumors of Hillary Clinton running a pedophile ring out of a pizza shop. Yes, we know about that. Yeah, because there's that's never been a pedophile. Like, what do you mean pizza? By the way, why did they use a fucking pizza excuse with that print? Like, did they have to like? Oh no, I went to a pizza party. Like what? Bro, you can't you can't give those conspiracy guys like 
immediate ammunition to use. Right. Like, oh, pizza's not gate's not real, but oh, the Epstein pedophile ring, this guy used the pizza excuse. Right, but and then he didn't sweat. Yeah. You know, uh, it was clear that what these people meant by seriously impactful fake news was real news that they felt was overamplified, like the like the WikiLeaks leaks on yeah. Podesta or the FBI email investigation. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, fake news that they themselves generate yeah. has been cleverly kept out of the discussion somehow since academics and media critics, in part because of ongoing pressure from groups like Media Matters, have not yet agreed to call stories based on, say, the Steele dossier or Hamilton 68 fake news. Yep. That's unreal. I'll be curious to see if CNN's ever psyched and harmonious media critic, Oliver Darcy, will continue to stand by his statement based on the November 16th Media Matters piece that all the evidence shows that X is not a safe place to advertise. Does he still consider that true? Will he ever mention if this case swings against Media Matters? I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Elon has always tweeted head-scratching things, and the recent You Have Said the Actual Truth reply post that sent press and advertisers into a frenzy is a different issue from the much-shared Media Matters analysis article. Same with the Mm -hmm. decision to suspend anyone using the terms decolonization or from the river to sea on the grounds that those are clear calls for extreme violence. It also Uh happened. It also happened. It also happened the day after I started seeing ads in my newsfeed for the Zion oil and gas company, which is drilling in Israel. So somebody yeah. placed a big about, ad by the oil. Well, no, it's not about the oil. Mm-hmm. It's about the advertiser revenue for Twitter. I saw someone make a tweet thread that was literally it started with like Hinduism. It was just like fuck Hindus. And then it just went down the list of like fuck Christians, fuck Muslims. And the minute it got the Jews on Twitter. Right? That's it what it got like, flagged. Yeah, that's the one that got flagged. Speech. Right, that's right. Like, I think it was Chris Legion posted that 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 screenshot of that. Yeah. Would not sacrifice his Twitter account yeah. for that. Thank goodness for that. We love you, Chris. Don't do that. But, <laughs> yeah, don't, you're good, bro. But let um, someone. Yeah, so we appreciate someone sacrificing and making that that uh, case. But all right, but if you want to have an argument that he's an anti-Semite because of the former, or that he's canceling legitimate speech to placate Zionists because the latter have at it. But this article isn't about either of those things, but we can prove that he is canceling legitimate speech to placate Zionists because of, not because of the latter, but because of the money. Like usual with Elon, follow the money. The defining defining paradox of the fake news and anti-disinformation era is that people, the people deemed authorities on what is and is not fake news consistently prove to be themselves purveyors of their product. Their episodes have mostly involved media tales too far-reaching to litigate. This case is small and contained enough to fit in an ordinary courtroom. Irrespective of one's feelings about X and Twitter, this Media Matter suit could be a long-overdue chance to put the venomous, generationally influential David Brock media machine on trial. Maybe. For once, Media Matters does matter. (laughs) 
only in the way that we can destroy sure. how they ever operate again and expose it in federal in some type of court setting, which I would love to see. Yep. So, damn man, um, I love you all. Thank you. Forty four. Woohoo! We got forty four live here. Plus whoever's on live on the Rockfins and the Rumbles, and the marriage is over there for sure. Bobby, get nice. out. That's our fam right there. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's also, by the way, a Lee Fang article, his recent paid post about NewsGuard. Um, we talked about NewsGuard and Consortium News in our last episode, and Consortium News suing NewsGuard and the federal government. NewsGuard, according to Lee Fang, has yet to respond or acknowledge that they're even being sued, which I, I thought, find I thought Lee Fang was like a Street Fighter character. Well, Lee he, Fang. He he oh. looks he looks a little like a like mm -hmm. a Street Fighter character, but he used to yeah, be with the intercept. Yeah, you can pull it off. Sure, Lee, I, call us, babe. <clears throat> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, Do it. So we're we're again going to get back to my Thanksgiving post because we're not we're still not done with that yet because I have a little bit more to add there, which is my advice, which is to create your own news feed. How do I do that? Well, I think a lot of you do it now, but there's specifics to it. In order to cut through the nonsense, to know what news to believe, first you need to learn who to trust. That in itself can take time. And in order to get a broad view, it takes subscribing to dozens of newsletters, websites, following hundreds of outlets on social platforms. Then maintaining and updating that list as things change, because people move from place to place. They change editors. They get infusions of cash, they change loyalties, and you have to stay up on all of this. It's exhausting. It is a full-time job to do it. Also taking into account that no outlet or journalist is flawless. Everyone has blind spots and biases. So you have to consider all of that in curating this news feed. But what you end up with in the end is a well-curated stream of news designed to tell you what's actually happening from the perspective that the people who are actually experiencing it taking into account the biases of the people reporting and the news outlets showcasing the story. Coming to a Substack Dude, newsletter near you. You're killing me with the Rachel soundbite. I really <laughs> do not like her. <laughs> but, like I say, if, if you are interested in learning who I think is and who INN thinks is the best of the best, I saved you the time, and it's totally free. Check out the Indie Media Award Substack. You may find different sources, or not like some of these. Thank you. You may not like some of these, and that's okay, but it's a good place to start for independent news and analysis that challenges narratives. So check that out. Um, and again, I made a plea earlier. I said, I really don't want to put any work behind a paywall, but most of the, and the most of the successful creators seem to from what I've seen, but with very few exceptions. And I can only think of really three off the top of my head, which is Lee Camp, Caitlin Johnstone, and Judd Lagoon. Um I'm sure there are there are others. Bean and Boy. I'm wondering I'm wondering if people would unsub from the substack if I decided the content to paywall any of the original content. Usually it would be writing, it may be something like the next article that I that we're going to go through, which is a massive link drop that takes me a day or two to curate and put together and and work, you know, um, and that 
I would like to make that available to people that are willing to support and pay. And of course, all the links here are at the bottom of the the uh, the description uh, at the, at the bottom of the post. So this is in our description already. It's in the INN substack in the Indymedia Today substack as well here um, and in the substack for the episode, which is published to our coming to substack. a near you. Substack yeah, thank you. Newsletter near you. Near you. Yes, it is. It is Rachel, not. This speech is boring and paranoid. It is not near me. And yeah, Max is on that list of one of those dudes that, man, without him right now, um, screaming, I, I need, I, I need, I need people like that, like Dan Cohen. I mean, we, we need as much as anything, you know, since they have been trying to equate Zionism with Judaism, we need people who are willing to show and say that that's not the case in every case and that there are, and we've, we've been showing Jewish voice for peace and groups by the hundreds and the thousands who are marching. And again, I made a list. I got a list there for you. So you, you, you got a group of people to check out. We don't need more. You saw who was naughty and nice. No, we certainly bad cookies do not need more destinies. What's up, Anthony? Still with us a hundred episodes later. Love you. Shout out to everybody who's here. Thank you. Really. Um, so we went through Caitlin's article. We went through Matt Taibbi's article. Um, I'm going to once more put up the share links, or the, the donate links, because I did make a plea to support independent media to hook us up and to, to subscribe over there. And that's, those are, that's where you can do it over for the network. And that's where I want to be able to put more stuff So and do more. So please help us do that. Um, we have one more, and and that's kind of I got two more things to talk about. First one is the link drop post that I wanted to talk about. Let's talk. About, it's called "What Are We Reading?" And I've been doing this series for about six months now. Um, I just it's either articles that don't make it into the show, or in this case, we hadn't done a show in a little while, and it was a lot of stuff that I'd been looking at that I thought people might want to see. So last week it was no live show. So here's a group of articles that would have been included. And this is too long to fit in an email. So if you were subscribed via email, you need to click on the link in the email to actually see it on the web. But there's a post from a series from Norman Finkelstein where he is destroying. Coming to um, a Substack newsletter near you. Where he's destroying. <laughs> I'm going to mute you in about 30 seconds. <laughs> Bro, you're Shapiro. the one who got on Substack in big letters. The spelling champ, the spelling bee champion, fourth grade class spelling bee champion yeah, ben for February, Shapiro. Ben Ben Shapiro, right? So keyword Norman has been doing a series where he's pulling and antagonizing and challenging Ben to debate him and to have a conversation, <laughs> and Ben wants no part of. Professor Finkelstein, of course. Oh, Rick, stop, dude. Professor Finkelstein sounds like a fucking Marvel villain. Like, Rick. like <laughs> Professor Professor Finkelstein, I presume. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just a fucking crazy name. 
One of the best people on this planet, seemingly on the right side of almost everything, is Caitlin Johnstone. This piece says so much backed up with receipts. And this was another one (laughs) that you should look at. 15 things you should never have to say to a country. Like, stop bombing children. And the whole list is is wonderful. So please, by all means, go, go, go check that out. All right. This woman, Pretty Normal good. Island News, yep, um, Laura, she writes the best satire on. Go ahead. What? What? On I'm not, on on what? Yeah, I'm not. What do you mean? I pause. You're gonna interrupt me. So should what I? What do you mean? I'm pausing to let you do it. But and, uh, pause. Pause. What to let me do? What? So Normal Island News wrote an article on Substack. There you go. Thank you. Coming to a <laughs> Substack newsletter near you. The IDF locates a bunker under a hospital that Israel built in 1983. Oh, yeah, there's that little bit. She's amazing. Go follow Laura. And then, of course, our friend Vanessa Bealey. Yep. So much distraction. People are going to miss this one for sure. That an award-winning journalist did an award-winning journalist for the New York Times just produce pure fiction. Um, definitely take a look at that. Mm. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Yes. And then, of course, Jonathan Cook, who we talked about. This is one of the things that they're trying to slide under the radar, which is continuing to change the story and the narrative around Ukraine and Nord Stream. Now they let out a little bit more. And, oh, yeah, here's a guy who's... Here's a guy. Oh, my God. Where, who, here's a guy who says he planned the Nord Stream bombing. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Want to understand the me- why the media why we consume? Why are you always lying? Yeah, dude, we've been saying that to each other, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, so mm-hmm. the latest developments in the reporting on who was behind the explosions, yeah, n- notice that it always conveniently absolves NATO. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, so the check mistakes out always go in one direction. Funny, right? Funny that. Yeah, James James Raguski has been on on a crusading campaign about stopping the Raguski. World Health Organization. Yep, the the World Health Organization from passing a series of draconian laws that will effectively give them control over global health. And every country is having to sign off on this. They're having a global health summit on the 11th of December, I believe. James is going to be on with Misty on the 8th. He's going to be on with Misty. I believe he was on this week or last week or next week he'll be on. But for sure, um, What's up, Fred Edwards over on the Rockfins? You think think Daughtry's upset with that hashtag? Like Pete Townsend sees that in the morning and goes, why? Right. (laughs) Like, no. No. Um, Pinball Wizard is definitely starting to anger people, I guess. But. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But this is an article that has lit up notes specifically. Um, practical advice for writers looking to monetize and grow. And this lady, um, Sarah Fay, who's one who's got lady. one of the, who's got one of the more successful publications on here. Um, she wrote this article, Taylor Swift's business plan for Substack writers. 
and she talks about oh Taylor's yeah, version. Taylor's version. But business. Social media, Taylor's version. Mm. She's worth $780 million. She's doing something right. And she has a legion of raving mm. fans. How is that? And she talks about a few of the reasons why and equates how you can kind of emulate a few of the qualities that turn her raving fans into raving fans and apply it to what you do to turn your fans into raving fans. And I just thought it was pretty interesting and different from what we normally share. So I, I put that in there. Um, now, I said that it's been hard to find articles that were not related to, to Israel-Palestine. And I wanted to make a list of some of those articles here. So what do we have? We've got the lawsuit against, oh my God, this one totally, and we should have covered this. Maybe we'll cover this next week. But the people that went into the Ecuadorian embassy actually are suing the CIA in New York City in federal court. And the CIA had to defend themselves in that federal court. And what came out of that was pretty interesting. And the fact that the judge was not exactly rubber stamping whatever the CIA had to say was also really interesting. Written by Kevin Gostola in the Media Award honoree. Definitely give him a follow and subscribe to Kevin to Kevin and the, the Dissenter. That's one of my favorite newsletters that I sub to. Um, he also does unauthorized mm. disclosure with Rania. Um, Whitney had a guest post from Ramiro Romani, who I'd never heard of, but he wrote an interesting article. Everyone about loves Romani? Something like that. But five ways to prepare for the Everybody online privacy crackdown. And that's yes. coming. So how do you protect yourself and an actual positive, useful um, solutions-based post? Right? So you've got that. All of these, again, are in the what are we reading substack. And I believe that is in our in the post dealing with this episode. So all of these links to this post hmm. is in there. Um, then you've got Brett Wilkins, friend of the show, friend of the network, militarized police indiscriminately yep. attack nonviolent stop cop city march with tear gas. Yeah, that happened. Yep. Did anybody talk about that? I didn't really hear too many people talking about that. Mm -mm. Right. Worries from a major auto dealer about all electric cars from Ralph Nader. I read this one. This was a Don't really good a article. Vote for Nader. Please read Nader. And what he's talking about, he talks to mm -hmm. Jack, Fitz Jack Fitzgerald, who owns a about 40 car dealerships in the Maryland, D.C. area. And he's mm -hmm. saying that he's worried about the infrastructure and about the lack of batteries and the lack of charging stations. What I'm most worried about with EVs is... The fact that they're trying to price the average person out of being able to own a car because you've still got the average new car price transaction yeah. going over $50,000. The environmental ramifications. Oh, and also they can just, you know, shut off your car, which they or, are already planning on doing. Starting in 2026, so, some cars already have it in there. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah, wow. So not only that, but well, Kevin, Kevin had a twofer in this one, a twofer that he a twofer. Had, had one where a reporter was arrested 
at the East Palestine train derailment press conference. He's suing the police department for that. And then Patrick mm. Lawrence over in Sheer Post had a article called Biden's Frankenstein, which I encourage everyone to, to, to read. And then we've got <clears throat> the off substack stuff. Um, not coming to a substack near you, although few of these people are mm -hmm. on there. A lot of them are Mondo Weiss, and I wanted to give special shout out and love for Mondo Weiss. <laughs> they have been publishing every day Operation Al Aqsa Freedom Day, and I think today was day 50 or day 51. And every day they've been putting out mm -hmm. a portion of their newsletter and dedicating a section of their website to reporting on specifically what happened that day in the fighting and and in the destruction and in the negotiations and in the spin and in the narrative and everything. <clears throat> so there are several articles here that I handpicked that I think people should should go check out. And if you can subscribe even for at least for free and if you can pick up a paid subscription, they are one of few outlets that re report like Mint Press from the Palestinian perspective. Al-Mayadeen, I listed them in that other article that, that we went through earlier. So but, please, yeah, yeah, support us. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Exactly. Um, then you also had Colombia suspending a pro-Palestine student. Like you said, people losing their jobs, people mm. losing access Columbia. to schools. Right? That's a nice school. The Good largest school. protest in U.S. history for Palestine shut down the streets of D.C. That was a couple weeks ago. And then just today, Jewish Voice for Peace spent, shut down the Manhattan Bridge for hours. Like right. I said, Operation... Oh, and the, if you were paying attention to Thanksgiving, I think they also was at a, had a part in shutting some of that Macy's that was some of them too. Operation Al Aqsa mm. Flood. Yep. Here you go. Here's day fifty one coverage was from <clears throat> earlier today, and they've been publishing one Remember every that? day. And you'll get a lot of a lot yep. of takes that you're, and information <clears throat> that you're not going to see anywhere else. <clears throat> Consortium news. And if you want to watch um, Reefing Colin go through this, they excellent work. They read this on yep. on Wednesday <clears throat> nights. INN News about the Israel lobby and their disastrous domination of Washington. And then there's another article from the lever about how the Israel lobby silenced democratic dissent. So finally, David Sirota took the chains off and is allowing his, his writers to write something negative or critical of Israel and supporting of Palestine. Mm. Shout out to that. I guess it's the most minor, <laughs> nothing concession that, wow, a lefty outlet's going to actually report that Israel has been murdering thousands of people yeah, indiscriminately? Like bare, bare minimum? Like, beyond the bare minimum. Like, not even that. bare minimum. Right? Right. Sorry. Not going to give your ass credit when you haven't been there and you won't even say Julian Assange's name. And then, got time for that. Right? And then finally, again, you've got Philip Weiss, who is courageous and does speak out. Israel's savage actions in the name of Jews make Jews unsafe. And this was my point to, yeah. the, to the douchebag John Lovitz, who had to open his fat mouth on Twitter today 
man. Pathetic. How dare you? Yeah, how dare you? Right? But he's all of a sudden the the anti-imperialist independent journalists are the biggest problem that this Hollywood clown with a quote unquote platform has gotta go after. And he's gonna find out because he nobody even knew that he was still alive. But okay. Yeah. But here you've got again. This is Philip Weiss, and he's the managing editor of Mondo Weiss, stepping out from behind to write an article about how hostilities in the Middle East may well spill over to the United States in, in attacks on Muslims and Jews. And Jackie Rosen had received a death we threat. Already, right. Uh, I just had a hold on. I'll pull it up. Continue. I'm feeling the same as Jews care. are feeling all around the world, under attack and under threat. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Give me a. Uh, no, you're not. Well, uh, no, you're not. Single in a second. But maybe not so, this Jew. At least I'm not feeling under attack and under threat. I'm feeling like you guys are putting me at risk, and that is what Philip is going to say. And I'm not going to read this whole article, but please go through this and please support Mondo Weiss. I cannot ask hard enough to do that. But here, I'll sw I'll put you on as a, a single here. Give me a single. Yep. Uh, so there's this from the Guardian: three Palestinian students shot and wounded in Vermont. This was today, 26th of November. Today, yeah. Um, we have reason to believe that the shooting was motivated by the three victims being Arab. Uh, seven day for Vermont, Vermont. I mean, this is Burlington. This is Bernie Sanders. Yep. And Bernie, Bernie didn't, re he tepidly um, denounced this. And I don't even, yeah, whatever. I don't even want to talk about Bernie. The hell with Bernie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep, but there's that. Um, All right, let's go back to you. Um, so, um, speaking of, speaking of violence spilling over. Um, these posts are violent. Yes, these posts are violence, according to AOC. But I got to make a shameless plug. Which is help me lobby the executives at Substack to hire me for a role that they have opened. There's actually two roles now that I've applied for. And I made a post over on notes that I applied to work at Substack. They're hiring for a role that I think would suit my skills. Coming what do you think? Substack. Yeah, Newsletter you could hear me, you. you could hear me talk about it even more, but get paid for the kind of <laughs> shilling that I'm doing for the damn platform. But I submitted it in my real name. You know, I emailed my friend Mills Baker, who's so over if you there. Do, if you do work for them. You need to make an entire ad campaign based off what Rachel said. Well, they should have done I'm, that. I mean, and I'm I, just saying. Hey, hey, man, I told yes, I told Hamish and Chris then leverage uh -huh. this, leverage this. Yeah, but what they're the Use thing is, is they don't want to make, they don't want to alienate every one of them. No, what they want to do is make Rachel Maddow want to come to Substack, and if they do that, they're making Rachel Maddow an enemy. Okay. Now, um. Yeah, I know. Well, they are yeah. like San Francisco Y Combinator Andreessen yeah. Horowitz funded. Sometimes it may be shit. Sometimes it may be shit, but likely going to be <laughs> shit. Good. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be Rick, shit. Rick, you're starting. Rick, you know. What? what he, he said, hit him, with, <laughs> hit, hit him with the Matto Reef, Rick Sola said. So, yeah, yeah. 
So I'm going to be Kit and say, off to the White House counselor for you, sir. Um, <laughs> the White House counselor. Yes, I could have uh, the disinformation governance board, except Robert Reich would probably leave immediately or be booted off the platform because that dude does nothing but spew misinformation daily. Aw. Now, nobody cares. Yeah, I know. Nobody cares. Well, I say that all day long. <laughs> nobody okay, cares. Steve Poikinen. Yep. Well, yep. nobody cares. Yeah. Well, nobody cares. Yeah. So I'm also I got one more and then and then we can get to to do some boats. Well we're gonna get the boats at, at midnight. Um I'm not gonna start it early. We'll take a little bit of a break if we finish early, but I don't think we're going to. All right. Yeah, Reef's, tune in Reef's, for that though. Reef's gonna hate me for this. But on a day of gratitude sure. and thanks, I started gushing and started getting grateful. Uh, and few people saw this mm -hmm. and liked it, but I, I did want to point out that I'm grateful, and this was on Substack Notes, which didn't exist. I'm grateful for this community that didn't even exist last Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for the people who work at Substack, even though some of them are shit libs. Yes, I'm thankful for you too, who are dedicated to building mm -hmm. a new media experience that we can all work with, live off of, learn new perspectives from, and grow together. They focus on improving the relationship between creators and their fans and readers, putting that front and center. I think that's really important. I'm grateful for all the non-news creators that I've connected with in the past seven months. That never would have happened without notes. Mostly, I'm grateful for every person who uses this website and the app. By the way, they have an awesome mobile app. It works a whole lot better than the email subscription. You, you can free up your inbox if you use the app. Every person that does this is helping to dismantle traditional media because it needs to be dismantled, and I wanted to thank them all, and you. So enjoy your tofurkey, turducken, and all the football, or the boycotts, and the fighting, or whatever the fuck you were going to do. And so I put that out uh, over the week the other day, right? And then, and then I also wanted to make a little bit different of a list over for Substack Notes. <clears throat> the people who I've who have, have had direct communication impact with and people who I like and follow and rather than just saying, Hey, thanks to everyone. Here are a few specifically that have made it into my world and figured out that I didn't, I wouldn't have seen anything that you were doing a year ago. And it's broadened out what I'm thinking about and changed that focus a little bit, a little bit, not much. Right. Um, so, first of all, the people at Substack, Hamish and Chris, those the CEO, COO, and Mills Baker, who everybody, it's funny, you know, I was not a, I didn't even know who this guy was, but everybody was talking about him on notes, like, like, hey, they were just tagging him in everything. And I started following him, and I connected with him, and he's a really good dude, and he just moved to New Orleans with his daughter, follow him on there. And hopefully he'll be recommending me soon to somebody as well as Linda at Substack who amplifies new creators and Nick at Substack who works on the team with Mills Baker. Wouldn't have known these people, but they're, and they're helpful and they'll listen. And how many people do you know at YouTube that'll actually respond to something that you, you see something broken in the app? These guys do that. It's incredible. All right. And then you've got non-political writers. And there's a a handful of them. 
Like people who I've connected, is this a job interview? Uh, it might be. I don't know. Maybe I'll just send it to them. Yes. Uh, but they're not <laughs> political writers there. Yeah, I know. Oh, dude, Rick. Yeah, I know. I'm annoying people with it. But uh, every time I I said it, you could, you'd be dead. Yes, coming to a nothing near you. But these people follow all them. I've had some type of connection or been following with. They're, they're great. Mike Hampton. You know, he he has the same shit, different government uh, publication. I'm not going to say what it is, where it is, but you can find it over there. You're you're good. You're good. Right? Margaret Anna Alice. She's she's a, she's awesome. She interviewed C.J. Hopkins, which I'm jealous because I'd love to be able to do that. Laura Kay and Richard Rushy. All these people are just. There's a community of really smart people that are sharing a lot of good content. And as for Dale, I wanted to give them a shout out. They, they share our stuff, Elav, Gray Zone, and what they're doing is they're pulling in articles from across the web and republishing them on their, uh, on their sub stack. But, and then Ross Ion Coyle, who was here, but he shut down his, his publication, he was worried about the stuff that happened in Dublin the other night. We've got Cindy, and she's she's become a good friend. And Andrew Lowenthal, who he wrote a Twitter files or a couple of Twitter files articles. And of course, special special thanks to the friends who have tried this platform because I recommended it and because I don't shut up about it. You've got Oz, who's probably in the yeah. chat somewhere. We'll talk to him later. Love you, Oz. You got Misty and Subscribe to this. Every day, there's a post. It's either today's guest for the Bestie Winston show, it's the INN weekly update, or it's a weekly update of the um, the show, the, the radio show, the TNT radio show. Which, by the way, now is video. That's a huge bitch. Right? I love you, bitch. I ain't gonna never stop loving you, bitch. Nice. All right. And then we've got we got Angel. Yep. Angel started one. Mm -hmm. He's written a few things over there at Hard Lens. Our friend Endemic Times. She was just getting started on there. And Yeti, who has written several over at the INN Substack, he started yarding with Yeti. We've got some other new friends that we made over there. And again, just wanted to tag everyone, shout out, appreciate them. Um, and that doesn't even include our buddy Rich Slutsky. Who's great also. And you know, there was that Zacaroni pizza, Zach, shout out to Zach who might be in, in chat right now. He's been awesome. Um, we, I'm going to actually be restacking an article and cross posting one of his articles. He just published about Panama and public, uh, and, and, um, the politics down in Panama. So I'm going to give that a read and we're going to share that tomorrow out to, to our indie media today audience. <clears throat> um, I think that's about it. Yeah, here, here's the writers at work that wrote the Taylor yep. Swift piece. So, I think, um, yeah, let's see. Let's let's go through some chats and say hi to some people that are in here. Um, do an outro and then do boats. Yeah. Screw Google. <clears throat> Welcome. I want to finish the website. I want to see the website before you finish it. But yes, that would be nice, Crab. Sure, bro. Right? Um, 
Yes, Dr. Nick. Yes, Rick is Rick is now going to join the show and he's going to be our Substack consultant. And every time I say it, he's going to have to hit the button. Emily to John. I don't know what, what happened over at New Dissidents, but everybody's getting mad about one of you or... I, I, I don't know, want to know. But yes, Oive is right, Desert Mantis. Jews unsafe. Holy moly. So... John Lovitz, and I'm not really going to talk about this today, but John Lovitz decided that he wants to fight every anti-imperialist Jew on Twitter and start saying that we are all Hamas. Right, that we're all Hamas. Um, ridiculous. And, yeah. He's the one that's making us unsafe. Right. So, mm -hmm. all right. Yeah, Boats is going to, KYE and everyone. All right, so Boats is going to be at midnight. We're going to come back and we're going to do Boats in a half an hour-ish. But before we go, uh, okay. I'm going to go back here and we, we are going to- Start a little early if we needed to. We, uh, <clears throat> we could. be on the channel. It's we could. Same great channel you're on now. Just, we've got, a, we've got our know, upcoming shows this week. Get that I, little channel link. Krebs in chat, and he can say if they're going to actually do it politically homeless tomorrow or if they're going to try something a little different. Krebs and, and uh, Himbo have been talking about doing a gaming stream where they'll talk about some, some politics while they while they play. Um, they may do that tomorrow night. I'm not sure. Uh, that's probably going to happen, and if not, it will happen next weekend. Tuesday night, we'll have American Tradition back with me and Jesse. I can't wait to, to do another show. Colin's going to join us because it's Giving Tuesday. He's going to pop in on the show, at least for a little bit, if not for the whole show. Bear, bear. Wednesday night, you're going to have INN News with, with these two, with, with Reef and, and with Colin. And then uh, Thursday night, we're going to have Nobody Wants to Work Anymore has been off for a few weeks. I've been off basically from doing everything for a few weeks. So we're going to have another show come back for that. I'm excited to, to get back to that. Tara has been doing some great, great shows. If you haven't caught The Politics of Survival with Tara Reed, by all means, subscribe, support, and follow her. She had Kavork Almasian on uh, last week. She did. She oh, did. Go check that one out if you didn't watch that one already. Pretty good. Uh, I did not get a job, Dr. Nick, but uh, Himbo did get a new job, by the way. But... Yeah, Tara had Kavork on. That he is an interesting dude, as Natalie just said. Um, Syriana Analysis is his channel, so you can follow him. All of his links are in the description. Angel in the afternoon. Angel had Joe Maha from from Two Cats in the World and Atlanta Dogs on his channel last night for Angel in the afternoon or on Friday, and he'll be back. Um, I'm still working on a new concept show that I'm hoping we're going to get to soon and we'll be able to put out. I'm looking at that Saturday gap and I'm really hoping that we can make something happen there. We'll see. But um, <clears throat> go watch Oz. He won't be on this week, but normally. No, there. see, that's the Oz thing. There's also going to be no Beauty and the Boomer on Saturday night as well because Shanda's going to be doing the CPI thing. Yep. So that's why that Saturday night is glaring at me right now. I would really like to to make the first episode of our new venture with our partners and our friends uh, be then, and we'll see if that if, if we can make that happen. 
but we're working on something fun that I think you'll find is really cool. Um, what else here? So again, I'm going to put up the donate link so that you can follow and support, you know, hundred episodes, man, hundred episodes. Um, Mm-hmm. Any thoughts or reflections on doing a hundred shows? Because you only record this once. I mean, we do, it's a hundred. We did it. Like, doesn't even feel like we've done that, you know. So just kind of keep plugging them in. We're gonna we're gonna be at five hundred shows in no time. Oh. You know, we'll see. Roll by. We'll see what happens, man. We're gonna oh, we're gonna keep trying to do stuff. Um, who knows? Who knows what the political landscape will look like in the next one hundred? I'm gonna keep writing. Sure, people will miss a lot. I'm trying to I'm trying to write more and to connect with more people on the Substack app and people who do create content that people in the YouTube world aren't necessarily seeing or consuming or paying attention to unless they have a big name. Because I think there's a lot of value there and a lot of stuff that people aren't really paying attention to. So, yeah, man, uh, Gamer, you've been there the whole time also. And a special shout out and thanks to mm-hmm. Gamer for Life. Gamer is one of the super fans for INN. I've been here for a minute. Um, thank you. So. Yeah, a lot of you guys have stuck with us and, and started with us when me and Reef decided to do a show before we even had a network. It just went on my channel. And then we, you know, then a couple, we did the, the boat stuff and then Reefer After Dark was doing boats too. And then, you know, I would like to do, we need to get back to doing the AI show again. What, what, what was that called? Um, um, I don't even remember. Who are these people? Was it called Who Are These People? Yeah, I think it was. It was called Who Are These People where mm-hmm. we just kind of made backstories for AI generated faces. I can set that up one of these days. That that was a funny together for that. I mean, I mean Jesse Jesse had me in tears when we did that when we did that show. And oh. then the, the chat during that is is outstanding also. That might be something, you know, again, we're talking about doing paywall content and subscriber only content. Things like that potentially could could be what we're looking to do. Um I don't know, man. I'm um I'm, I'm nostalgic, I'm reflective. Um, and, and, um, yep. grateful for everyone. We hit our two year anniversary for INN earlier this month. I didn't even really make a, make a big thing of it at all, or even note it or tweet about it once, but we've been doing this as a network now for more than two years and we're, we're excited for where it's going to go. I mean, it's, it's a grind and we do this seven days a week. We do this every day the point where it makes my family crazy and they don't understand why I can't stop doing this, but I can't. I I love, I love doing this. I I'll tell you why, because otherwise I have to sit and watch the news. So I decided to make the news and figure out what the actual truth is. Cause you know that those people are lying to you. You know, that corporate media is lying to you a hundred percent for advertisers that there's, that they're spinning the story that they're, omitting facts that are inconvenient to their advertisers that they're omitting stories completely and just ignoring parts of the narrative to be able to present you with 
their worldview that you they want you to they want to shape in you and we're gonna keep doing this um well i still have i still have the uh cork from the uh bottle of of shandon when was that, that from? opened at the first anniversary wow um yeah now he's got a 3d printer so, so yeah. look for more <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. like that yeah. uh we've we've got a shop by the way <laughs> um and what is it? It's indienews.shop. So you can go to indienews.shop, pick up some merch. Yep. That's another thing you can you can do to hook it up. Also, if you want to, if you want to support us, best best way is is Patreon right now. You know, Patreon or Substack. Monthly in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that really helps a lot for like sure. Monthly support is super useful. Um. So. And once again, you know, support INN. Support the Indie Media Awards and all of those honorees and for this week. And we'll be back in about a half an hour for boats, but we're gonna sign off and for tonight and and thank you all <laughs> and say I'm gonna always say and I'm gonna change it up. Reese like, you know, the, the questioning motivations is great, but really what you're about is supporting independent media. So why don't you just say that at the end? You know, you know what? That's a good idea. So, support independent media. Yeah. We need it more than ever. Yep. Keep listening to what little birds have to tell you. Good night, fam. Be back in a bit. Indie News Network, collaborative family of independent content creators. Co-hosted only by me, Indy. I'm founder and editor of Indie Left News and Indie Media Today. I got Reef Reeland sitting next to me. At Kennedy News. It's Andrew Rivera. I'm the handsome cynic. It's politics and survival. Uh, my name is Jesse Jett. It's American tradition. Subspace Monkeys. Welcome to Political Fight Club. I'm Robert Durden. I mean, I mostly make Art Brian and Big Man Crab Joe. Keep up those great videos. Hey guys, it's Yeti. I'm coming at you. Hello, my name is Lucy. I'm Red Wine. This is Chris Legion. <laughs> I think I liked it better being blind When I couldn't read between the lines And when I couldn't see the cracks in the structure That lay bare before me the whole time I think I liked it better back when I Suspended disbelief and swallowing pride I thought I knew the difference in the red from the blue But they both bleed us so dry both bleed us so dry My favorite songs don't hit the same way I get to the end of a four minute track And I'm only looking back thinking What did they actually say? So I